you can get us on TuneIn. And if you're sitting around doing nothing on your day off on celebrating Juneteenth, which was also yesterday, which I forgot to mention in my opening. So happy Juneteenth to everyone. Um, for most people, the holiday is being celebrated today. So celebrated yesterday on the actual holiday and continue that celebration today. Um, Facebook, Sports Rap Podcast is the group page. So like I said, if you're sitting around doing nothing, you can get right to the page on Facebook. And I said to you going into the break that I was going to get to our draft coverage and get you ready, get you prepared for the NBA draft. I'm going to actually hold that until the second hour when I go in. I'm going to do that on Instagram Live um, on the second hour. So just bear with me, work with me. But right now, I want to talk to you a little bit about a guy who I love his basketball playing abilities. Um, I think he's one of the best guards in the league right now. Um, His skill set is sometimes amazing. Um, One of my favorite players, of course, uh, Mr. Kyrie Irving. He's my favorite player for all of those things that I just mentioned. Everything involved or almost everything involving basketball. But we also know his off-court antics, his off-court activities are somewhat strange, if you will, um, head-scratching, thought-provoking even, um, however way you want to look at that, but thought-provoking as well. And I want to start with a tweet that he just put out, um, and you know he he's tweeting about he's complaining about having to pay to live on Earth. Just sums up what I said about his off-court activities, off-court actions which make you scratch your head they seem a little strange and again thought provoking as well however way you think the good thoughts bad thoughts whatever and and it's so funny it's so strange that you get this from Kyrie Irving because one of the other things that I do like about him off of the basketball court is his philanthropy um, and his charitable nature uh, but again, you get instances like this, and it makes you think even more. So this is why I say, yeah, thought-provoking, however way you want to look at it. But it's definitely thought-provoking. And I don't understand where he's coming from, where he says he's complaining about pain um, to live on Mother Earth. Uh, we all know situation Kyrie is Irving is a millionaire. And like I said, he has done some things philanthropically um, that you can applaud. But, again, you are a millionaire. So you, in, in society's eyes, can live however you want to live. There are a plethora of homeless people in the United States 
all across this country, there's plenty of homeless people. And you want to complain about living on earth for or having to pay. Like, it's not just flatland, uh, you know, um, jungle territory. We're not out in the wild just running around free. It's like we, most of uh, the country, or a good portion of the country, good portion of the major cities like you, like I said, for you, where you are, um, your status, are, are urban, heavily populated cities. Uh, some are rural a little bit, but more so, for lack of a better word, I'm just going with this one now, city-fied more so than country-fied. And when I say country-fied, I mean just like I said, flatland, you know, being able to possibly hunt and get your own food, things of that nature, jungles and all that kind of stuff. It's not where we are today. So things have to be maintained. Uh, people have to survive. Uh, buildings and machinery and other things have to be operated sometimes. So there is a cost of living for living on Earth, Mr. Irving. So I don't understand where, where his thought process was with this. Um, again, you know, you, you want to live rent and mortgage-free, that's not going to happen because even if you wanted to go and go off the well, unless you just go off the grid completely, but for all intent purposes, um, you know, you, you, you have land around where you could go off the grid, but what if, you know, certain states have regulations and licenses and permits and things that may be needed? And you go off the grid and you set up your abode in the middle of hunting territory somewhere. Um, that, that could pose a problem. So, like I said, I, I don't understand where his thought process is with this. Um, like, dude, it, it costs to live, so you might as well suck that up, buttercup. Because that's going to go on for a while. <laughs> So it's pretty much nothing that you can do with that. Like I said, unless you just drop everything and completely go off the grid. If you do that, I wish you the best. But I seriously doubt if that's going to happen with him. Second thing uh, with Mr. Irving, the current or the most recent contract demands. As I reported a couple weeks ago, the Nets are unwilling to give him an extension because of everything the soap opera the drama that played out the past two seasons um i don't blame them for that they have decided to again like they said they haven't made a decision but they've decided it looks like they're going to decide not to give him a long-term contract um if he opts in, he's op he has a contract another year, I think, for $36 million. Um, I think he has to opt into that contract, though, or whatever. But in his latest contract demands, if you will, 
he is asking the Nets for a four-year extension fully loaded. Now, ideally, you would think this is Kyrie Irving. Like, his skill set and know what he can do in the league. I know what he can do in clutch moments. He's he's a guy I can count on when he's playing down the stretch. Okay, that that narrative has changed, and that's not the situation right now. So I, I am not in any way, shape, or form upset with the Nets for not wanting to offer this um, four-year extension. It, 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 to me, it, it, it wouldn't make sense for them uh, because you look at the track record even before COVID um, when he had the situation with the vaccination. And it was part, it was a two-part there that was a two-part series it was part him and part new york state with their very very strict uh covid vaccination mandates but they got through that eventually all right fine prior to that there were leaves of absence from Kyrie. of course physical nature of the sport we know the game there could be hey good morning stan blessings to you as well good brother there there were of course there, there's going to be injuries um you know, not wishing anything bad on anybody, but we know the nature of the sport. Uh, we know the type of player that Kyrie Irving is. We know the things that he does on the basketball court. There's a chance that there could be some injury in there. And that was some injury in the mix. But the other stuff, um, you know, I, I just um, was made aware that it's just come out that during the season with the Nets, this most recent season, uh, after official team practices he gathered guys and held his own practice after a team practice run by his coaching staff which is really strange to me um i get if you wanted to stay longer and get some more reps up get some more shots up um work on some things individually but like you having a whole entire practice um and again don't be wrong these are these are speculations are rumors that are these are things that have come out that I'm just sharing and giving you my take on what has been shared. Uh, so that's a little strange to me. But again, getting back to the Nets and his demands for this four-year extension fully loaded, I don't think at this point he's going to get that from anyone in the NBA right now. And... I believe it's a lot in part to some of the things I just mentioned, the the off-the-court activity. Uh, I'm not going to use the other A word. I'm just going to say the off-the-court the off activity. Uh, and, you know, it, it's really, in my opinion, a shame to see that aspect hurting uh, somewhat or not so much hurting, but possibly limiting, could be a better word, um, the career uh, progression of this young man. Because, you know, uh, 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 in a lot of ways, like I mentioned, I, hella talented. Hella talented. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, again, like I said, one of my favorite players currently in the league. But it's a shame that 
he is so stubborn in his own right, for lack of a better word, and his thought process is very different than a lot of other people's. It's it's very different than what society would label as normal. It's very different from what a lot of people connected to the NBA and a lot of people outside the NBA looking in would think as normal if there really is a normal but I don't want to see this hurt this young man's career because I mean obviously he's arguably at a point where he's set for life you know after basketball once he decides to retire or whatever it's like he, he won't have to do much to survive um, of course he could where he's at now at a stage in his career he could get a four year extension but I think he has to come down to a little more reasonable level of negotiation than he than where he is currently because with with what I've heard and what I've been reading, I don't think he's really, really taken into consideration what we've just talked about. Everything that he does that people see that they deem strange, weird, or whatever. I don't believe that he's really taken that into much account in this entire situation where people on the other side are looking at that a lot heavier than what he is. And in in a lot of ways, and we've seen, just like I mentioned to you, with the Brooklyn Nets, who are just about pretty adamant about not giving him this extension unless he's willing to negotiate to their terms on some things that it's not going to happen. But again, I don't think he's thinking that that side has much to do with um, him getting a new contract it, it kind of feels like and again folks this is where I'm thinking I'm not saying that this this is exactly what's going on I'm not speculating um, this is just my thought process and, and, and the way everything that I've been reading and the information that I've gotten and looking at it and of course you know I read everything before I bring it to you so I have read the stuff that I've gotten in my opinion I don't feel like he's weighing that other stuff in as much as other people are in this contract situation so I I think it's going to be pretty difficult for him to get this four year extension Um, I, I could very well see him playing in another uniform if any uniform at all next season uh, you know, I, I would hate to see that latter part, you know, him not being in any uniform. But I don't think it's going to be with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, while we're here with the Brooklyn Nets real quick, I don't think that 
we're going to see the same Brooklyn Nets next season because of the injury, because of the uncertainty. Like I mentioned, the two main stars that they have remaining, Kyrie Irving, who they are definitely stalled in talks with, and they have reportedly have not spoken to Kevin Durant uh, in since the season ended. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, 11.41 right now, 19 minutes towards the noontime hour. I am going to take my second break, and when I come back, we're going to rock out to the end. We're going to talk NBA draft. Um, we're going to talk NBA draft. Like I said, we're going to get you ready. We're going to preview the draft order for you, uh, get you ready for the Sixers' possibilities, and talk about some rumors and, and one trade that we know definitely happened, some other stuff involving the NBA. When we come back on the other side, you have been tuned in and you are still tuned in to Sports Rap right here on Heat 100 Radio. I will get back to you on the other side in just a second. Coming up, NBA draft coverage coming at you. The final half of the Sports Rap Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio. It's your boy, Sports Rap D, and I'm here with you. Uh... So, we are right now going to delve into the NBA draft. We're going to get you ready for that since I will not be with you again until Thursday. And mind you, Thursday is a reminder. This is your reminder for Thursday. Drake Tavern, Sports Rap on location. I'll be there. The draft will be live. I'm going to talk to them and get them. And we will go through the draft for your on location Sports Rap this coming Thursday. So be on the lookout for that um, all week on social media for the post. And just stay tuned again, and like I said, this Thursday. I'll give you all that again at the end before I wrap up. So anyway, we know the NBA draft is quickly approaching. Again, three days away. Today is the 20th. The draft is the 23rd. It's just Thursday. So the draft order, um, as it goes, you know the first 14 picks are lottery picks. And then we move on to the draft. Um, we also have learned that the Sixers will have a pick in this draft. It's just right now still a little uncertain of whether they will make that pick for themselves, make make that pick um, to involve the, the rights in a trade, or just trade that pick and possibly another player or so in the trade. And we'll talk about some rumors about that um, a little bit later on. So... We had the draft lottery was selected a couple weeks ago. So here it is real quick for you again. Um, number one, the Orlando Magic. Number two, Oklahoma City. Thunder, three, Houston Rockets. Four, Sacramento Kings. Five, Detroit Pistons. Six, Indiana Pacers. Seven, the Portland Trail Blazers. Eight, the New Orleans Pelicans from the Los Angeles Lakers. And I believe that's from the Anthony Davis deal. San Antonio at number nine. The Wizards at number 10. The Knicks at 11. Oklahoma City from the Clippers. I think that is in the Paul George deal for their second lottery pick this year at number 12. Charlotte at number 13. And the Cleveland Cavaliers round out the lottery at number 14. Let me move into, like I said, the second half of the draft. Going into 15 
Charlotte, Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, Minnesota, San Antonio, Denver, Memphis. We're up to 22 now. And then the 23rd pick is the Philadelphia 76ers. Milwaukee, San Antonio, Dallas, Miami, Golden State, Memphis, and then Oklahoma City again. So Oklahoma City has three picks in this first round. Two lottery picks and then the final pick of the first round. And then they have a couple of teams. There's, there's some teams that have like three. There are several teams that have multiple picks um, once again in this draft. But the Sixers have the one pick in this draft. Uh, one trade that I know definitely has happened uh, between the Mavericks and the Rockets. Dallas Mavericks will acquire Christian Wood from Houston for the 26th pick in the NBA draft, and it's a four-player deal. The more particular details, Dallas will get, again, Christian Wood from the Houston Rockets in exchange for the number 26 pick in this 2022 draft. Four players with expiring contracts. Dallas will also be sending those four players. They are Boban Marjanovic, Marquise Chris, Trey Burke, and Sterling Brown are all going to Houston. So, what's going on there? I mean, Christian Wood went there, made somewhat of a name for himself. He got a little bit paid there in Houston. But it also states now that the Rockets want to open up playing time for their first round to Alperin Sengden and likely the number overall pick, uh, number three overall pick this year in the draft. So, you look at that trade and, you know, some of those players may want to begin discussions for a buyout that could probably end up being like a Marquise Chris or a Trey Burke. Boban, I think, is just going to be happy to be on a roster and probably just play wherever. But I'm pretty sure um, with the environment, the rebuild that's going on in Houston, Trey Burke, uh, Marquise Chris will likely, just my opinion, will likely not want to be part of that. Um, like I said, Trey Burke, Trey Burke had a, a pretty decent year for Dallas this year until the playoffs where he kind of somewhat fell out of the rotation. But for the most part, he had a pretty decent year for them. So, again, like I said, I don't think he would want to go into a rebuild, and I don't think Marquise Chris would really be too happy with going into um, a rebuild at well, as well. On the other side, I think the athleticism at the five, possibly the four spot sometimes maybe, um, will definitely help Dallas out. Uh, they had centers, but they weren't really anybody that, could, that they could rely on uh, offensively. Um, at least with Christian Wood, you can have some offense filtered through him. Um, and again, he is younger, younger, athletic, and has worked on his game um, and can definitely help the uh, Mavericks um, in the long run. Now with this trade, the Houston Rockets will now have the number 3, 17, 26. So they'll have three picks, the number 3, the number 17, and the number 26 overall picks in this June 23rd draft. Also, folks, there have been a plethora, as you know, of 
trade, mock trades, um, rumors, a lot of speculation about where people may want to end up as far as players, as far as free agency, what prospects um, teams might be looking into, and just mock trades. And a lot of these mock trades just come up because they do. This is what happens this time of year every year. You get all these crazy mock trades, especially with the most recent years with the contracts that have been given out, um, the extensions now, the max and the super max contracts. And then you got teams wanting to get better um, when they have team, have players, like I just mentioned with Dallas, with those four players that have expiring contracts, that is definitely going to help Dallas as far as salary cap and could also help teams that receive those players um, as far as salary cap issues or whatever. So there's rumors, and some of the ones that I, I've gotten um, that I just wanted to bring to you, talk a little bit about them. Um, initially, you had rumors that the Blazers were possibly looking or talking about a deal for DeAndre Ayton. We know that situation um, in Phoenix with him. They're uncertain about whether giving him the max is the right situation for them. So now it's rumored that they may fall back from the DeAndre Ayton issue or DeAndre Ayton case and look to trade the number seven pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Lugans Dort and the number 12 pick. I really don't know how much that would help um, the, the Blazers. In my opinion, I think the DeAndre Ayton deal would benefit the Blazers more um, no disrespect to Yurkic, but you would bring in a young player who, if Dame is still going to be there long term, can provide a low post presence on both ends of the floor um, as far as being able to score from the post and being able to defend on the other end in the post. Athletic and can create, help create the spacing where players would have to be honest um, and give more space in the Dame and whatever other pieces they bring in uh, there. So in my opinion, I think that the uh, DeAndre Ayton situation will fit better for Portland for me. This is just my thoughts, so, you know, it's what I'm thinking. Um, but who knows what could happen. Maybe they see something in Lugans Dortz and that number 12 pick where they think they can bring in Dort and then pick something up with that number 12 pick, something that they may have their eyes on already. So in some mock trades, we got Brooklyn and L.A. And this was kind of a funny one uh, to me because of some quotes that I saw uh, within the last week or so, um, some news that I saw within the last week or so. <laughs> Excuse me, and again, it's the Nets and the Lakers where the Nets would receive LeBron James and one second-round pick, and the Lakers would get Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton, and two first-round picks. So, let's talk about this for a little bit. I don't think this is going to happen because, like I mentioned when I was talking about Kyrie, this uncertainty of... Uh, the situation with the Stars in Brooklyn. Like I said, they're not willing to give Kyrie an extension. 
Uh, we don't know the situation with Kevin Durant as of yet. <sighs> so then you would be bringing in LeBron, arguably with nothing. Um, arguably worse personnel than what he had, what he would be leaving from on the Lakers. Again, like I said, this one was just funny. But then the Lakers would end up getting Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton, and two first-round picks. I don't know how much that would help the Lakers um, right now. Like I said, they didn't make the playoffs this year. Um, they just fired their coach. So they're basically starting over. And it's funny to say just because of their legacy and, and, and that organization and their prowess, the Lakers are probably in a rebuild right now. So we, we will never know what happens. I mean, there's also been talk frequently about the possibility of um, exploring trades for Anthony Davis. So we don't know yet, but I don't think this one is going to happen. Um, it's just funny because, you know, you look at it and it says Ben Simmons going to the Lakers. He would get what he wanted to be in L.A. Uh, now, whether that would help L.A., because I still don't believe that he's the type of player that will go and carry a team for a season or seasons. I just don't think he's that caliber of player. Um, he can, I, I feel like with his skill set, if he decided to get determined um, and want to be a truly be a great NBA player, he could be, but that's a stretch. Um, you know, knowing what I've known and seeing what I've seen, while he was here and most recently after the trade with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, he, I think he's comfortable where he is, and it's just a whole mess with him right there. So, again, I don't think that that trade is going to happen. I just thought it was funny because Ben Simmons', ben Simmons name was attached to it. The second one I saw, which seemed a little interesting, but I don't think that the Miami Heat would be up for doing this. The Miami Heat would get Pat Beverly and D'Angelo Russell. The Minnesota Timberwolves would get Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, P.J. Tucker, and two first-round picks. Right now that I'm looking at it again, and when I saw it, I just jotted it down so I could remember to bring it to you. But now that I'm looking at it and I just read it again, there's no way Miami is doing that. Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson... P.J. Tucker, and two first-round picks for Patrick Beverly and D'Angelo Russell. It's no way, it's no way I see Pat Riley doing anything close to that. Okay. Finally, it's a four-team deal. The Mavericks, again, in, in another deal, would get Tobias Harris and two second-round picks. Oh, Tobias Harris and a second-round pick. The Chicago Bulls would get Matisse Thybulle and Chris Boucher. The Raptors would get Tim Hardaway Jr., two first and two second round picks. Sixers would in turn receive O.G. Ananobi and Reggie Bullock. Um, wow. I I've said all along that anything that the Sixers do as far as in a trade is going to start or have a lot of mention of Tobias Harris due to the contract where looked at it just now, he is owed 
76 mil over the next two years. So again, anything that the Sixers do is either going to have mentioned or is going to involve Tobias Harris to start because of the contract and the business-wise. It's for the cap um, salaries and all of that types of things, the business side, for things to match up and be come out and be a workable deal. Uh, Bradley Bill, like I mentioned, has decided where he's going to go, but he hasn't said anything yet. He won't say or share anything yet. There was all, definitely a lot of talk about the Sixers uh, looking into bringing in Bradley Beal alongside of James Harden and Joel Embiid. And it's not going to be easy, but for some reason, there is a possible way where the Sixers could land another star alongside of them. So last week, uh, ESPN's Brian Windhorst, you know, he ended out, he said that the Sixers are going to hire, Darren Moore going to hire another star this offseason, um, you know, to play alongside Joel Embiid and James Hart. However, that's going to happen is, is not, and he mentions exactly what I said initially. And a key factor is Tobias Harris, um, who would have possible value in a trade, well, value in a possible trade. Um, you know, he didn't say any specific targets. You know, I'm going to give you a couple targets in a few minutes, but Andrew Bogut also put out, and this is like, this Andrew Bogut thing is going back a little while back, um, that hinted that Bill is eligible, the Bill um, is trying to get to Philadelphia to team up with Harden and NB. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, it's also it's saying, like I said, with Tobias Harris being in the picture, Bill is eligible to sign a five-year, $247 million extension, max contract, with the Wizards or four year, 183 with another team. So I think if the Sixers thing pulls through, this is part of the reason why possibly the Sixers have come out and put out that James Harden is expected to opt into his last year of his contract and they will give him a shorter term extension for less money, money to help bring in another possible star to the Sixers roster. But it's not going to stop there. It just starts there to bring in another star. There still will need to be a lot of work on that bench. That's, I think, where, where the biggest concern for me is the bench. Uh, and, and you have to be, of course, careful in a Tobias Harris trade because, like I mentioned last week and I mentioned for a couple of weeks, Greg Barr, thanks for tuning in, that – the trading of Tobias Harris leaves you a glaring hole in your starting four, your starting power four position, where you would have to get some type of way back, either in that trade, in a trade, or in free agency, a starting caliber power forward to go alongside Joel Embiid. And it's, it's going to be tough. Like I said, that's why I say the, everything starts for me with Tobias Harris because that contract is something that either would have to be negoti renegotiated, which probably won't happen, or is going to have to be moved um, to get some space to bring in another star. So some free agents for the another, well, before I get to the free agents that the Sixers um, could target, and I have eight of them, 
uh, that I have of note. Another mock trade uh, rumor. Um, the Sixers would pick Blake Wesley, a shooting guard at Notre Dame, with the 23rd pick, and then they would trade his rights to the Nuggets with Matisse Thibel and Danny Green for the Will Barton. I think that's a little bit too much for Will Barton, so I don't know if that would happen. I think if you give up Thibel, I think uh, you would have to try and entice Denver to throw something else in the mix um, with that deal to give up Danny Green and Will Barton. And like I said, I mentioned, I mean, Danny Green and Thibel. And again, Thibel could, could or will definitely be able to go in and play if he was moved. But we know the situation with Danny Green. Um, and I think Danny Green's issue with being named in these trades is because of the contract, not because of his play and whatever. There, I think it's just because of the $10 million contract that he's due that could create some space to do something else, um, help bring in another star. So there are eight possible targets for the Sixers. Uh, and there's a various number of ways. There are one, two, three possible possibles in a trade, and then the rest are free agents, where they're just free agents or they are restricted free agents. No unrestricted free agents here, which Bradley Bill will become an unrestricted free agent when free agency begins um, this year. So these are the, these are the potential or possible rumored targets for the Sixers in the offseason that could possibly fit in and give them help immediately um, and be, be financially fit for them. In a trade with Utah, they would have to do something to inquire and pick up forward Royce O'Neal. I think that would be a good pickup. Uh, um, he has gotten better. He has improved with that team. He is a starter for that team. I think he could come here and be a starter for the Sixers. I think he could improve even more here uh, because of the situation with Joel Embiid and James Harden and the way that they play together and how those guys have to, their defenders have to be kept honest. So it will create um, a little bit more. He could possibly fit that Tobias Harris role. And I think he's a little bit more of a quicker decision maker. Um, and I think he is a little bit more adept in adapting to what's given to him than having to find his way in like Tobias Harris had to do. On the free agent market, and this name it came up last year as well, um, guard Gary Harris. In another trade, they could bring home a Villanova native with the Blazers um, and Josh Hart. I don't think that's going to happen because the Sixers were always inquiring about Dane Lillard from Portland. So I think if anything that they do with Portland, his name is going to be mentioned. And I think you could arguably look at Josh Hart as a consolation prize at best. On the free agent market, um, Tyus Jones, the guard from Minnesota, very viable backup. Um, somebody you could you would be a little small, but somebody you could play at the guard position with uh, Tyrese Maxey on that second unit. If you have Tyrese with that second unit, someone that can run the second unit and get guys shots that they are comfortable with um, and also score a little bit and help um, solidify that second unit. Um, another free agent, Dante DiVincenzo. If healthy, could arguably be a good fit as far as with his shooting. Uh, Cody Martin of the Hornets, of the Martin Twins. That one I think would be a good pickup for the Sixers. He, he does so many of the things that, that the Sixers lack on the wing um, and wing players that I think he would be a good pickup for them. 
uh, another free agent, Bruce Brown of the Brooklyn Nets. You show he showed what he could do. Um, another guy that can do some things on the wing that the Sixers have not had a player to do consistently for a while. And finally, a trade for Cam Johnson from the Phoenix Suns, someone who they were looking at drafting um, in the 2018 draft, I believe it was, but he got taken before they could get to him. So he is on their radar, and that's another possible um, pickup for the Sixers. So there's a lot of ways that things can happen, and like you know, I will definitely be in tune all week long to the rest of these rumors. Um, and as many as them as I can get to you, I will get to you. I will definitely have something to bring to you on draft night, I'm sure. And again, folks, remember, you can catch me here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. usually. I'm here. Also, you can catch me all week on social media. You know where, at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. The Facebook group page is Sports Rap or Community as they have changed is Sports Rap, the Sports Rap Podcast. Webpage, sportswrapradio.com. Also, you can catch the audio on iHeart, Google, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And YouTube, Sports Rap TV is the YouTube channel. Make sure you get over there. We need to up that subscription to up those subscribers. Get over there, subscribe to that channel, hit the bell so you'll be alerted when videos come up, and hit the thumbs up on all the videos that you like. Most of the video content is coming from the morning, the Monday morning show, so get over there and check out some stuff that you missed, some stuff that you might have caught on Facebook. Get over and see the full video on YouTube. It is your boy about to sign out. Before I do, I want to give you some schedules for today. We've got some Major League Baseball. The Marlins and the Nets, the Cubs and the Pirates, Yankees and the Rays, the Tigers and the Red Sox, the Giants and the Braves, Cardinals and Brewers, the Blue Jays are in Chi-Town to take on the White Sox, the Royals are in L.A. to take on the Angels, and the Diamondbacks are also in L.A., San Diego to, well not L.A., in California, San Diego to take on the Padres. Game three tonight, Stanley Cup Finals, Avalanche, and the Lightning. Also, WNBA on Tuesday, not tonight. Four games on the Tuesday slate. The Wings and the Dream, the Lynx and the Mercury, the Sky and the Aces, the Mystics and the Sparks. Remember, folks, be great on purpose. Also, remember this Thursday, June 23rd, on location at the Drake Tavern, 304, Jenkins, 304 Old York Road in Jenkintown. We will be all about the NBA draft. So come on out chat with us, talk to draft, talk about the Sixers and what they do on draft night, have a drink or two, a little bite to eat, and meet and greet us in person. It is your boy signing out for today. Be great on purpose. Get out and enjoy some of the sunshine on a Monday and enjoy the start of your work week. Enjoy your day off if you're off. And I will see you, like I say, all week on social media and right back here on next well, all week on social media, Thursday at the Drake Tavern, and right back here next Monday at 11 a.m. Peace. It's your boy. Talk to you soon.